Welcome to Good Hope Church with Pastor Billy Bryson. We praise God for every listener and ask that you like, follow, and rate this podcast so we can reach more people for the kingdom. I pray for open hearts, open ears, and the blood of Jesus to cover everyone that hears my voice. Now let's get into the word. Amen. morning is to, uh, we've got some members of the body that are out, uh, their children are not well and they're not feeling good, so we want to we wanna hold them up in prayer. Sister Kim, uh, we ask that you bless her Lord in her, in her back and her leg. Father, we ask that you continue to touch and heal. Father, Sister Jeannie and her grandchildren, Father, they're not well today. We ask that you continue to watch over that household to bless Father and Brother Kaysen. Deacon Kaysen, Father, we ask you to just bless Junior Deacon Kaysen, touch him in his body. Lord, and we ask that you watch over this, this entire congregation, this family of believers. Father, we, we also ask that you, Brother Roland's whew, mother, we ask that you touch her. Father, keep her strong. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's do our confession this morning. If everybody's got their Bibles... This is my Bible. It is God's word. It reveals to me God's will. Therefore, it is the final authority to which I submit to settle all the issues of my life. It is the standard of my conduct and the basis of all my expectations. Now let's say let's like we believe it. I am what it says I am. I possess what it says I possess. And I can do absolutely everything it says I can do. Now there's another part that says I am a believer and not a doubter. I am a doer and not just a hearer. And my life is the better After hearing the word of faith. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. Our scripture today. uh, We pastor's been teaching about in Jesus name and and in Jesus. And uh, our scripture today is Matthew 17. And and we also talked about hearing just a little bit right now. But 17 and verse 1. It says, and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, and his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and in his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with them. And Peter, of course, who always gets excited, right away he said, Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If thou wilt, let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah's. And when he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased. Hear ye him. This morning we want to hear the voice of Jesus in everything we do. Because hearing is believing. 
Amen? Amen. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. We just thank the Lord for this service this morning, how you've woke us up this morning, why you touched us, Father, because we know without your touch, we wouldn't even have opened our eyes. Father, we not just woke up, Father, we were able to get up, Father, and make our way here. Lord, we ask that you just to open our ears that we can hear and they, we can believe, Father, that you are our God. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, that you sent him just for us. Father, I thank you for your forgiveness that you've granted each one of us. And I thank you for loving us. And more than that, I, I thank you because you still love us. Even through it all, you still love us. Father, we thank you for this day that's set before us. We ask that you bless our praise team as they come forward, Father, and, and sing unto your glory. And the word that comes forth after that, Father, we just know that we'll, we'll gather something from that word. In Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say, Amen. Amen. Be here right now worshiping you and doing all things to acknowledge you and just give you your glory that is well deserved. We love you wholeheartedly. We pray that you would bless and multiply this offering. And um, as always, for the sake of your kingdom, and um, we just pray that you would boldly and greatly speak to us through Billy. We thank you for doing so every Sunday. And again, we love you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Good to see you all. You may be seated. Praise. Glory to God. Good to see our visitors this morning. Good to see Paula. Went to school with Paula. We go back way, way back to grade school. Good to see our neighbors from over the hill over there. Good to see you, sir. God bless you today. Glory to God. If you have your Bibles this morning, let's take a look here at Ecclesiastics, 7th chapter. We're going to flow with the Holy Ghost. Is that all right? Glory to God. Praise God. Ecclesiastics 7 and 14 the Lord impressed this scripture upon my heart during worship. Let's take a look. It says, In the day of prosperity be joyful, but in the day of adversity consider. God also has set the one over against the other. To the end that man should find nothing after him. There's a distinct difference between the two. In the day of adversity or trouble, consider. you got to go back to the eternal Word of God and say, Okay, God, what, what are you saying? What's, what's going on? There's trouble at my door. Trouble in my life. Trouble surrounding the church. Consider whether it's the devil trying to do his dirty deed, or whether this is just a test for me to stand, and having done all to stand. 
Our lives are not our own. We've been bought with a price. And we are to glorify God in our body as well as in our spirit. Two things. And so, what God is requiring of us is to understand that all our blessings are supposed to be yea and amen. We're supposed to, we are blessed and highly favored. Amen. Praise the Lord. Not just blessed, but highly favored because God is on our side and we are the apple of His eye. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. So all the things that befall us in life, we got to understand that it's determined by the covenant in which we keep. Every decision and everything you do, you're sowing to reap. Now today you're not going to necessarily reap what you've sowed. But you're reaping from what you have sowed. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's always harvest time, folks. You're reaping something of what you sowed. That's why it's good to sow into the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. The Bible says, He that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. But he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. It's just a big trick of the enemy. People think, well, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. Well, you can. You can do it as long as you've got strength to do it. But there's a price for that. The psalmist said, there's a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. So we've got to understand that if we live for God, we'll have life and that more abundantly. Can you say amen? amen. I'll take the abundant life anytime. But it'll cost you something. You've got to consecrate yourself. You've got to sanctify yourself. You've got to come out from among them that are not in Christ and be ye separate. The Bible says, touch not or make a covenant. The unclean thing. And he will receive you unto himself and you shall be his sons and daughters, saith the Lord God Almighty. I like it when he, when he flexes himself. Think about it. When he says, saith the Lord God, oh, well, well. then he says, almighty. I'm just wanting you to know I can handle any situation you're up against. When you come to me, when you surrender to me, when you yield your life to me, he'll perform the oath. The Bible says he swore with an oath that he will have a people who are called by his name. Glory, hallelujah. There's good news. He saved the best for last. That's us. That he may do exploits in the earth, that he may show himself strong. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 16 and 9 that the eyes of the Lord, plural, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth and search for one's heart who is perfect toward him, that he may show himself strong on their behalf. You need to get that down in your spirit. God's looking for you. <laughs> Somebody say, here I am, Lord. 
Here I am. Here I am. You can count on me. I love the covenant God. Of, I want to be a part of that covenant of Abraham. I want to be blessed as the seed of Abraham. We have need of nothing. Spirit, soul, or body. He, he supplies it all. Philippians 4 and 19. For our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Come on, I'll say amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. Say, my needs are supplied. The psalmist said, not only that, he'll daily load you with benefits. I'm daily being blessed. And I'm highly favored. But it all has to do with a covenant. You make the wrong covenant, ain't nothing probably going to happen right away. Other than a quickening inside of you that you've grieved the Holy Spirit of God. And he's telling you, you're going the wrong way. Get back over here. How do I know? I've been there. <laughs> Conviction is good for the soul. Now, wait a minute, that, that ain't God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of balance here. I better get back. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody else said, we ought to get back to church. Amen. Doing what we know to do. Huh? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. This covenant is a big deal. Somebody get me 84, Psalms 84 and 10. I got a lot of scripture today. God's equipping us to do His will. Anybody have it? That's powerful. Selah. He's telling us, for a day in the courts is better than a thousand. A day in the courts of the Lord. You got to understand this thing is it has eternal consequences. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I don't want no part of that. See the sanctification? See the separation? Oh, they're having a good old time. Huh? But the Bible says. Broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many shall go in thereat. But straight is the gate that leads to life, and there be a few that find it. Raise your hand if you heard that before. That's the eternal word of God. Don't you love it when I speak the truth? It ought to just resonate in your spirit. Yes, that's God. That's truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's telling you this covenant thing is very important because not everybody wants to do what's right in the sight of God. I heard a man tell me one time, I just want to, I just want to get in. Well, you better start striving. For he said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many shall seek to enter in and shall not be able. My wife, she knows that Sunday morning I'm just up. I'm more alert and ready to go to church than to go to work on Monday. And I ain't going to miss work because I like to eat. Because the Bible says if a man don't work, he ought not to eat. Some of y'all need to catch on to that. 
there's a lot of folks eating and ain't working. Huh? It says six days ought a man to work. Notice how he didn't say eight hours. Six days ought a man to work. I tell you what, you start working six days, all of a sudden you start getting your breakthrough. You start pulling yourself up. I just can't seem to get ahead. How much do you work? I work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. No wonder. The rest of them days you ain't supposed to be eating. By the way, I ain't feeding you. Huh? That's what the Bible says. Somebody say, that's Bible. Man don't work, he ought not to eat. Hallelujah. Let's go here. Glory to God. Now see what I can skip on my notes since I've taken so much time. Okay, let's go. Let's skip down to number three. Skip one and two. Let's go here to 2 Timothy 3 and 15. 2 Timothy. I want to give you something to chew on today. Glory to God. I want to give you the bread of life. 2 Timothy. We'll find it in my computer here. 2 Timothy 3. Let's go to 14th verse. 2 Timothy 3 and 14. He says, But continue thou in the things that which thou hast learned and hast been assured of. You've got to continue in the Word of God. My wife shared this morning, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God. You've got to continue the things that you've learned and been assured of. It says that you've been assured of. God always proves His Word to you and to me. Take Him at His Word. Isaiah 43 and 26, he says, put me in remembrance of my word. you got to remind God of what he said. It's a covenant thing. Assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them, verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able, which are able to make you wise unto Salvation. The scriptures are able, church, to make you wise unto the salvation of God. What is the salvation of God? The salvation of God in the simplest way is out of John 10.10. 10. It's abundant life. Now I'm going to give you what the Holy Spirit give me. It's healing. In the Greek it says it's healing. It's wholeness. It's preservation. We're talking about salvation. It's not just going to heaven. Oh, I'm saved. Well, the salvation of God is when you got born again. You have life when you got born again. You've got it going on when you got born again. Your life started then. Your eternal living started then. Your abundant living started when you got born again. We've all sung songs about 
the other side. When we get to the other side. Well, you ought to, you ought to be living here on this side. You ought to have life on this side. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's not coming back for a wimp church. He's coming back for a glorious church. Not having spot, wrinkle, or blemish, or any such thing. The church of Jesus Christ is going to look beautified, glorified here on earth before he calls it home. He wouldn't have a bride with a bunch of spots, wrinkles, and blemishes. Right? Or any such thing, according to the scriptures. His bride is going to be pure and holy. Glory to God. His bride is going to be ready for the adorning of the wedding and the marriage supper of the Lamb. So we've got to live here and put the devil under our feet. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Wise unto salvation is what he's calling for, for us to be wise unto salvation. Say, I must be wise. Unto salvation. You can break the back of the devil. You can stop every stronghold. You can destroy the enemy's power today. The attack on your life and the assignment on your life, you can declare it null and void today in Jesus' name. You're blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. You're healed from head to toe. And you're to be blessed wherever you go. According to the eternal word of God. Thank you, Jesus. There is no weapon formed against you that should prosper. If you'll uphold the covenant of God. You've got to honor the covenant. You've got to seek to please Him and only Him. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Proverbs 22 and 16. Let's take a look. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Twenty-two and sixteen. He that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, he that giveth to the rich shall surely cometh to want. When we oppress somebody, we're trying to take advantage of them. We're trying to hinder them from having all that God has desired for them. Oppression is of the enemy. In in the book of Acts, it says that. Jesus went about doing good by the command of God, healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So oppression is the mark of the enemy. And we know that if we keep the covenant of God, we'll walk free from oppression. But oppression is an assignment of the devil. Because if we yield to the covenant of sin, the Bible says that the way of the transgressor is ordained to be hard. Think about it. That's all based on a covenant. It's all uphill. It's all a struggle. I can't get healed. I can't get my finances turned around. Every time I turn around, there's something else 
coming up. That's the mark of a curse. The devil tries to curse what God has declared to be blessed. But you can break every curse of the enemy through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the eternal Word of God. The illumination of light can bring forth light on your circumstance, and you can see how the enemy has robbed you because of ignorance. The Bible tells us to give, to tithe, that he'll rebuke the devourer for our sake, and he will not destroy the fruits of our ground. Well, somebody that's really going through, they can't never seem to get on top of their finances. The question is, are they putting God first in their giving? Amen. I remember 40, roughly almost 40 years ago, I was taught as a baby in Christ, you got to put God first in your giving. I thought, wow, this is new. I'm not used to this. But the pastor said, if you do it, if you start right, you'll end up right. You won't have to look at the Word of God and wonder why it's not working for you. Why you can't get healed. You see, God requires us to live a holy life. What's holiness? Holiness will keep you healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's not about the dress, it's about the sanctification of the heart. Says holiness. holiness. And the Bible says, Holiness without shall no man or woman see the Lord in peace. Well, help me God. Glory to God. Let's take a look here at 2 Kings chapter 22. You know, we've known the Scriptures, many of us have heard the Scriptures from a child. And those Scriptures were given to us to make us wise unto the salvation of God. It wasn't just about the music we heard, but it was about the message that was preached. And today's church... We've gotten so contemporary. We've gotten so moderate in our worship that the church house is nothing more than a club. There's supposed to be a sanctity at the altar. There's supposed to be an altar in the church. Amen. There's supposed to be order in the house of God. And we're going to work on that. That's why we prayed and believed God for a bigger facility. Because you can't have kids disrupting the service while you're trying to preach the eternal word of God. Amen? Isn't it a blessing to have a downstairs where you, the kids can go and they'll be trained? The Bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he'll... He'll not depart from it. Why is that? Because he'll understand about covenant. This will bless you and this will curse you. They'll not depart from it. They'll have a witness of truth seeing what works in this life and what doesn't work in this life. Oh, help me God. Let's take a look here at 2 Kings Chapter 22 and verse 1. 
It says Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned thirty and one years in Jerusalem. Eight years old. And his mother's name was Jedediah, the daughter of Edediah and Boshath, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the ways of David his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. That was Josiah. He caught on. There's a peace about this. This is the way to do this. Well, not every child catches on to that. They've sometimes got to go through adverse circumstances. Get slapped around a little bit and then they might figure it out. Huh? Go through the school of hard knocks, go through pure hell and say, okay, I've had enough. Well, others will say, ah, I'm going to stay on out here. They keep building their testimony, groveling, trying to get by, in trouble with the law, always doing something to get them in trouble. Haven't learned it all. Still trying to be young when they're old. You know, folks like that, still wanting to be young. Man, you've got to be joking. Your grandkids are doing that stuff. You ain't grown out of that yet. They've refused to live in their season. Because they'll stand before their maker shortly. The Bible says in Psalms 90, it says, Lord, teach every one of us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. The older you get, you know your clock is ticking. You better get it right and keep it right. Somebody say amen. Amen. Josiah did that which was right. And let's look here at verse 3. I want to tie this in. It says, And it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah, that the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshalam, the scribe to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door hath gathered of the people. Now, we just talked about the doorkeeper. The doorkeeper is not necessarily the one that's keeping the door, but the doorkeeper is the one that's watching the money up front. Amen. That's an awesome responsibility. Josiah had been in, reigning for 18 years, so he's 18 and 8. What, 32? And so all of a sudden, he's, he's waking up. There's some things that need to, I need to understand in here. The older I get. Let's look at the 13th verse, 22nd chapter. He says, Go ye inquire of the Lord for me and for the people... For all Judah concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us. Because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book. They found a book in the house of the Lord. And it just so happened to be the Holy Bible. The Holy Bible. If yours doesn't say the Holy Bible. You better get another one that go with that one that says. Holy Bible. I'm old school. I hope you're ready for me. So here he's telling, he says, wait a minute, here's a book, let's see what this book is saying. Come to find out, 
What that book teaches, the Lord is furious about their behavior inside and outside of the church. How many realize that a lot of folks go to church and the preacher ain't rehearsing the scriptures and uh, nobody has the Bible and all of a sudden it's just a bless me club. It's just a click. The Bible says if the blind follow the blind, they're both going to hell. You better follow somebody that's reading the Word of God. Go to church year upon year, having all these little meetings, and the preacher ain't reading out of the Holy Scriptures, trying to prepare you for eternity. The Bible says in the book of James that we have a weightier and stricter judgment. I don't want nobody's blood on my hands, according to this Word of God. I want to give you everything it says. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're blessed and to be highly favored. If you don't walk in victory, it ain't because I didn't declare it for you. I'll teach you how to get over, as the song says. We'll whoop that devil together. Glory to God. We'll stand in agreement with you concerning the covenant promises of God's Word. One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. The devil ain't got a fighting chance if we stand in agreement with the covenant word of God. Somebody all say amen. amen. Let's skip over to the 23rd chapter. And the king, Josiah, and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, with him, there's a whole bunch of folks. And the priests and the prophets and all the people, both small and great. And he read in the ears of all the words of the book of the covenant which was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord. To walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their hearts and with all their soul to perform the words of this covenant that they were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant and the king commanded Hilkiah the high priest and the priest of the second order and the keeper of the doors to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made by Baal and for the groves and for all the hosts of heaven. And he burned them without Jerusalem in the fields of Cadron and carry the ashes of them unto Bethel. He's starting to clean house. And he read to them, hey, this is what we're supposed to do. And they all agreed concerning the covenant. Glory, hallelujah. I think he was a good man of God. He didn't fear their faces, but he feared the eternal word of God. I mean, realize there's some preachers that will fear your face. They can't look at you and they'll skip, well, I don't want to, I'm going to run somebody off. They better tell them the whole truth and nothing but the truth. For it's the truth that sets us free. Can you say amen? amen. Say it's only the truth. It may hurt, but it'll set you free. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. It'll keep you out of hell. It's just that tight, but it's right. 
the truth. God keeps his word. He honors his word and only his word. The Bible says, let God be true and let every man be a liar. Tell the truth. I wanted to give an altar call at a funeral one time and the preachers got mad at me. I said, all these people here and they're crying and, and, and they're hurt. You can tell a lot. some of them got whiskey all on their breath. You know they're not living for God. But their loved one is gone. It's a reality. Start off with who's next? Somebody's going next. Are you ready to meet your maker? And they don't want me to give an altar call. There's no better opportunity than give an altar call. The time is just right. The fish are biting. Get somebody saved. Snatch him out of hell. Glory to God. Jesus said he'd make you fish of the men. You don't go f- keep fishing in the same old pond if ain't nobody biting. They ain't hungry. Except a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. He can't get in. Many are going to seek to enter in and shall not be able. Ain't you glad you saved? Ain't you glad he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light? Ain't you glad you can give him the highest praise? Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. My soul says yes. I wasn't always like this. Oh, that used to vex me when somebody go up. Huh? Wasn't nothing but the devil in me. Huh? I didn't understand the goodness of God. That'll lead somebody to repentance. That he'll turn your life around late in the midnight hour. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. 23rd chapter, 2 Kings. Hallelujah. Let's look at the 12th verse. And the altars that were on the top of the upper chamber of Ahazah which the king of Judah had made and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the house of the Lord, did the king break down and break them down from thence and cast the dust of them into the brook Kidron. And the high places that were before Jerusalem, which were on the right hand of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon the king of Israel had built, for Astoreth, the abominations of the Zedodians, and for Chemoth, the, the abominations of the Moabites, and for Milcom, the abomination of the children of Ammon, did the king defile. And he brake in pieces the images and cut down the groves and filled their places with the bones of men. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel and the high places which Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, had made both the altar and the high places, he broke down and burned the high places and stamped it in small to powder and burned the groves. He is not playing. And as Josiah turned himself, he spied the sepulcher 
that were there in the mount and sent and took the bones out of the sepulcher and burned them upon the altar and polluted it according to the word of the Lord, which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. Then he said, what title is that I see? And the man of the city told him, it is the sepulcher of the man of God, which came from Judah and proclaimed these things that thou hast done against the altar of Bethel. And he said, let him alone. Let no man move his bones, so they let his bones alone with the bones of the prophet that came out of Samaria. And all the house also of the high places that were in the city of Samaria, which the king of Israel had made to, pro- to provoke the Lord to anger. Josiah took away and did that them according to all the acts of that he had done in Bethel. Verse 20. And he slew all the priests of the high places that were there upon the altar and burned men's bones upon them and returned to Jerusalem. And the king commanded all the people saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God as it is written in the book of this covenant. Surely there was not holding such a Passover from the days of the judges of the judge of Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor the king of Judah. But in the 18th year of King Josiah, therein this Passover was holding to the Lord in Jerusalem. Moreover, the workers with familiar spirits and the wizards and the images and the idols and all the abominations that were spied in the land of Judah and all in Jerusalem did Josiah put away. Everything that's detestable, Josiah made it very clear, it shall not be near the house of God, nor should it be in the house of the saints of God. Verse 24. Familiar spirits. Wizards. He's talking about witches and warlocks, soothsayers, palm readers. He's talking about those that have a spirit that's familiar to what God does in the house of God, but it's not of God. Let's look here at verse 25. And like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to the law of Moses. Neither after him arose there any like Josiah, what a testimony. Here's a man that realized, wait a minute, you can't serve two masters. You're either going to serve the one or you're going to serve the other. You're either going to cling to the one and despise the other. You're not going to be able to serve God or else you serve the gods of the land. And he says, be it far from me, I choose to serve the one true God. What to God we had backbone in this country that we would stand up for what was right in the sight of God, especially in churches. Because what's governed in the land literally come from the church. A little leaven can leaven the whole loaf. A little bit of sin, allowing a little bit of detestable things 
can allow the gospel of Jesus Christ to be watered down. I would to God that we had the spirit of Josiah, that we could stand boldly and proclaim what the Lord will do. He'll provide your every need. He'll satisfy the longing soul. He'll fulfill every desire that you have if you make Him the God of your life. Hallelujah. None like Josiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to contribute a lot of what happened with Josiah was because of how he was trained. Eight years old, he began to reign. God can start using you from a young age, or he can use you right where you're at. If you would adhere to his word, say, God, here am, here am I, I'm yours. I think it's so beautiful. Let's take, here, take a look here before we close. Psalms 85. Thank you, Lord. In verse 8, it says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. You've got to give him a hearing ear. Not everybody's going to receive what God's saying. But if you choose, say, God, I give you my ear. Where you lead me, I'll follow. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. That's what God's gift to you is. He wants to give you peace in the midst of the storms of life. For he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh unto them that fear him. That glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth. And righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Can you say amen? Amen. God is on our side. And you, the people of God, are blessed and highly favored. Shall we stand? God, we're grateful today for the privilege of hearing your word with great conviction upon our hearts. You said if we're willing and obedient, we would eat the good of the land. We'd have your favor and you'd have our back. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm willing. I desire to be obedient. To your voice. Speak to me, O God, in the name of Jesus. Help me to perform the words of your holy covenant that I might inherit the salvation of God from this day forward in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I ask you to save me to the uttermost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and bless me so I can be a blessing. For the kingdom of God. Work in me, O God, that I might be used completely for your glory. In Jesus' name. Today, Lord, I make you the Savior of my life.
And I thank you for being the Savior of my soul. I receive you into my heart. And I'm glad because things are going to get better. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on and give God praise in the house. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. If you're here today and you need prayer, I want to pray with you before we go. Hallelujah. Mother, come on up. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to like, comment, share. We love you all. And God bless. May there be good.